Be a real Captain Caveman and take on the narco police. Get ready to El Cabong the cartels on Amigos, everything Amiga. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're talking about narco police. Yes. You know, Aaron, you are sort of a member of the narco police. I am. I feel like it <laughs> because everywhere I go, there's a lot of narco and there's a lot of police. That's right. You're right. That's right. You know, have you ever heard any stories from the front? Yes, all the time. Mm. In fact, I see a lot of the people the narco police bring in. <laughs> I saw some today, couldn't think of it. You know, it's funny. Uh, of course, it's not that funny, really, now I think about it. But, you know, there's a lot of, there's a, a, a rampant narcotics issue in some areas, mm-hmm. okay? And the funny thing is, it's like when you get people, when people get arrested and they go to the joint, and they're there for a while, and they get there, they're actually, you're not talking just like build a junkie. These mm-hmm. are like, it's like Joe, the expert plumber, or like Fred, the top-shelf woodworker. You know, these guys are super, like, Joey the Electrician. They're really talented, like, guys who have just, you know, it went south for them somewhere. They got hooked in, Mm -hmm. you know, because that stuff will, you know, jack up your whole life. And the funny thing about going, like, I go to a place uh, in far, far western Kentucky where the the inmates in there are so talented, they they build a huge float every year for the Christmas parade. Really? They've got a greenhouse. They do all this woodworking. They've got a garden. They get all kinds of great stuff. All the inmates in there are super cool and mm-hmm. chill. The guards are cool. You know, so it's not always what you think about when you're in there. It's certainly not going in. Like, I don't see how, like, in the game, for example, or you just go down into a cave and just start <laughs> mowing down suckers indiscriminately with a machine gun. That probably isn't that realistic. But in 2003, I don't know. Now, have, they, have any of the officers ever rolled into the lab one day and said, listen, we're getting ready to go on a big job and we need you? Now, you mean, like, to go with them? Yeah. No, that would because I'd be like, no, screw you. <laughs> so you wouldn't accept that. You wouldn't yeah, accept the have, offer. You clearly you've confused me with a competent gun holding cop. I'm not. I'm just. I'm the guy that just kind of lingers around. I'm sure everybody that goes through the KSP. I mean, you've you've got to have. They make you do marksman training and no, stuff, right? No, gosh, no. That would be bad. I don't like guns. Mm. I, I, I'm not a good shot. Mm. I will say. I have a shotgun at, uh, with our... We've got a gun, two gun experts right. in the lab. You li- yeah. Right. And so I've seen all kinds of cool guns. And there's a... there's a Right across the door, the next door across the hall from mine is the gun is the... You know, where they test the guns. The, the ballistics water range. And stuff. It's cool to hear these guns go off. I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard all the different guns. Sometimes it sounds like there's they got an elephant gun over there. And it's not that big a gun. It's like a pistol. Mm-hmm. It's funny how it works. And now I will say we have, uh, as part of our lab... As far as I know, the state's only, like, crime team, like the like, crime lab crew, they have a special crime van they get in. They go out to, like, check out a truck that's been shot up or whatever with all their chemicals. If they spray stuff, look for blood mm. splatter and stuff. That's kind of neat. Would you, would you prefer to be on the mobile team like that? No, gosh, no. Because they get calls at, like, 2 a.m. on a Sunday. It's like, yeah, we need you to go to, like, scumbag Kentucky out in yeah. the middle of nowhere. You don't yeah. want to go out there. And also, it's... You know, listen, uh, uh, it's all fun and games until somebody gets hurt, and then it's serious business. Mm-hmm. And these guys, you, there's court to answer to, and there's all sorts of, you have to have uh, expertise that's off the charts. 
that's the funny thing when you play video games, for example. <laughs> you know, if you're playing like Operation Wolf mm-hmm. or like police, you know, like a a, a, a police trainer, virtual cop, or something like that. There's no after effects of shooting hundreds of people. You just like shoot them and they get they just disappear. Yeah. In the real world, they lay there. Mm. They bleed. Mm. Sometimes they get up, drive mm. a car, crash into a grocery store, set it on fire. You know. And there's none of that stuff in the in the, in the video game. So stick to games. Narco police just mow down suckers that are coming out of rafters <laughs> indiscriminately. They just disappear. The world should be like that. Absolutely. Let's talk about narco police, Aaron. Good idea, Boat. They get you kind of fired up to, to slaughter some suckers. <laughs> it's a haunting theme. You know, the funny thing about this game is the beginning of it, the opening screen, just, it's got like an air wolf coming down. Mm-hmm. It's in this sunny sky. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> but then I thought, I'm going to sit here and see how the story unfolds. You, it just never stops. It's just that copter just sits there and hovers in forever. It never runs out of gas. It never, <laughs> it never goes anywhere. It just sits there. And really, I don't know, as far as I can tell, there was no chopper anywhere in the game. No. So there's also that going on to you. Boat, I, I like to ask you this whenever we uh, do these games. Is this one that was on your radar? I had never heard of Narco Police before. I think, if you can believe it, I think I actually have played this on stream at some point because of the name. Mm. It's got my kind of name mm-hmm. uh, on it, Boat. Uh, so, Narco Police, uh, published in 91 and developed by Iron Bite. Iron Bite didn't do a much uh, on the Amiga, but they did do a game called Freddy... Hardest in South Manhattan. What is it? There's no verb there. <laughs> well, you may be surprised, but I think these guys are Spanish. Oh. Spanish. Okay. So I think that's what happened there. Uh, dynamic software spelled dumb guy style, D-I-N. That's the way I would spell it normally without a spell checker. Uh, they've done a, a lot of stuff on here, but not a ton of stuff we've played. But uh, I saw Hammer Boy, Risky Woods, Satan is was on there. <laughs> Might be pretty good. Uh, after the war, so they've done some stuff. There's I see some racing games in there. Um, so this one uh, originally debuted. This was not a budget joint. This was 25 pounds back when it was released in '91. Uh, coded by a guy named Carlos Gallucci, I think is the pronunciation of that. I like it, man. Sounds uh, kind of Italian. He and he also worked on the Freddy game. The rest of the crew on this game never did anything else to the Amiga. Except for the graphics guy and the audio guy, graphics guy Ignacio Ruiz Tejador. Mm. It's like I'm from Spain. Yeah, uh, he worked on some of the tiles I mentioned up uh, earlier, and in the audio, Jose Antonio Martintello, uh, who worked on Strip Fighter. We need to put that on the list. <laughs> he worked on Overrun '69. He did some. He did some. He it sounds like blue. he's yeah working blue in Spain. And the box art Louis Arroyo. So the boxer's pretty good on this. But this got a lot more portage than you would have expected. I didn't... Did you try the ports on no, this? I didn't I either. Didn't. Uh, this got a CPC port, Atari, ST. The C64, I was surprised. You know, I can see this as a game that could be downported fairly easily. Really? Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, the MSX and DOS... There's the DOS booter version. Uh, you and know, the ZX got a version I want to stop well. right there for a second. Okay, yeah. We've been doing this show going on eight years. Okay. I'm still not 100% sure what you mean by DOS booter. I always just think about the movie. DOS boot. <laughs> you idiot. DOS booters 
are uh, they were DOS games that worked like Amiga games. You basically just stick the disc in and boot off the disc, and it would just boot up the game. And they called them DOS booters. That's just, that sounds silly. Well, that's what they're called. I didn't name them. <laughs> what is that? It's DOS booter. Well, it's a. Oh, I, I mean, I can say disk operating system booter. How's that? Does that make it? Booter is kind of a funny word. Well, that's 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 it is what it is. Uh, so, but yeah, this had a DOS booter. So, listen, this I we me and Bo were talking before the show. This game is one of those games that, like, if you're a pirate, you're boned. Totally boned. And you're boned for two reasons. One, you need the manual for much like, in-game DOS commands. But yeah. two, you miss out on the awesome backstory. Give them the backstory. You know, Aaron, the year is 2003. Yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah. And the police from all over the world have sent their top operatives to uh, this unnamed country in yeah. South America. They've sent two, two police officers from every country. <laughs> I know, I thought that was, they're really being chintzy with the cops. Yeah, now they do claim to be the best. The funny thing is, if you get pulled over for speeding, 700 cops descend on you in downtown Huntington. But at this special operation, they can send two cops each. So a, 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 a squadron of about 30 cops. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided to take care of the narco uh, of, of the of the drug lords once and for all. Now, in the far flung future of twenty uh, two thousand three, something like one fifth of the world's population is addicted to drugs. It was, it was like one third. One it was third a ton of people. It's even more than now. Yeah. So I mean, not too far off, but yeah. But the two thousand three, it wasn't that bad. That's right. That's right. So anyway, the the problem has gotten out of hand. It's your job. You're in your crack team. <laughs> of uh, narco police to go through. And basically, the way that the drug scene works, apparently, is that 100% of production and manufacture is located in one place. Yeah. I'm not sure if the real world's like that or not. It is. But that's exactly the way it is in real life. That's probably yeah. true. And so if you go in through here and you uh, basically rid the caves of all of these uh, drug lords, blow up their junk, then the drug problem's over. Yeah. You've single-handedly fixed the drug problem. You know, I thought world. about this background story quite a bit. I'll tell you why. Just for fun, let's pretend we're both really good at this game. Okay. We're not. And let's pretend that we somehow blow up the drug-making machine. So we've got one-third of the earth on a withdrawal. <laughs> Do you know what that would be like? Well, you're, I go by cells where people are coming off drugs. Mm -hmm. They're not fun, happy, or exciting to be around. That would be a, that would be worse than the drugs. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, you're really you're solving one problem and you're creating another. Yeah, you one, got aren't that you? right. You got that right, boat. So yeah, the background story is just, uh, I, I was highly amused. Something else that they mentioned. It's like by the way, the drug manufacturer spent five hundred million dollars on defense and something like that. It's like, why are you sending thirty guys? They spent all that money on the defenses, and they and they did. There's tanks, automated guns. And There's just, all kinds of crap down here in these tunnels. And it's you're just crazy. a dude with some guns. Yeah, and crap. That's yeah. all you got. You're not even properly attired. Look yeah. at your pants. Well, listen, they did look comfortable. <laughs> to be fair. So this is a game on the surface. You're looking at this game. You're like, ah. It's one of these games where you walk through with a gun and you shoot stuff a, a la Operation Wolfsburg. Well, it's not. No. It is actually, it's, it's deeper than that. So, you are one of several teams sent to infiltrate this island. The game, when it comes up, it's, it's light on options. Let's face facts. But it does give you the option to start the game, mm -hmm. 
set up your weaponry mm -hmm. however you want, or pick where you want to go on this island. What tunnel right, you want to go tunnel you want to start mm -hmm. at. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't know which tunnel made a difference, because I was not very good at this game, but I did try different tunnels. Uh, your weapons, this thing has 400 billion weapons that yeah. you can pick from. Uh, tons of them. Did you experiment much with the weapons? I the the weapons loadout screen is confusing. Yeah, it is. And the the manual doesn't really the manual gives you a lot of information about each weapon, but it yeah. doesn't exactly tell you what makes the weapons different. One of the things it tells you is don't use this one unless you're in this situation. Right, right. Well, so you know. there there's places in the game where you have to set an explosive and then run away. Yeah. Most notably at the end of the game. But the rest of the game, you basically, you can fire missiles, different kinds of missiles, or you can shoot your gun. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Well, it, it, among other things. But yeah, that for the most part, that's what you're doing. So, this game has you split into like several different teams. Now, I believe, I think there's, was it, three teams of five, I think, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so, as you go through the game, you can, you there, there's the main screen, and then onto the side... There's like a computer console. Right. All right. And you can actually. And, and by console, you actually mean con. It looks like if you. It's the, it's the command prompt on uh, on your Windows based computer, is what yeah, it looks Yeah, that's like. exactly what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so at, at first, I thought this was just decoration. But no, this is actually. You, you, you've got to use this. You've got to. And so what does that mean? Well, you need to know the commands to use this thing. Mm -hmm. the, the, actually, the console does two things it does. Stuff for you, like set off certain weapons or switch between groups, stuff like that. But it also will link up with the... the you can link yourself up to the computers in the right. drug cave. Right. And then that system has its own set of commands. Right. So in the book, it's like Neuromancer. Mm -hmm. There's like 5,000 DOS commands. Yeah. That you have to... And you really need to know them. Oh, yeah. Because this isn't a game that the, the, the action... The action doesn't pause when you do. The action is real time. No. So... With all that said, all of a sudden you're in a cave. Now, let's talk about graphically, Bode. Uh, this tries to do... It's just it's sort of a thing you hate on RPGs, the simulated 3D tunnel. Mm -hmm. I will say, as far as simulated 3D tunnels go, they use what I like to call the old G.I. Joe technology from the, from the uh, arcade versions, where stuff just sort of... It's not 3D, but stuff sort of it's, moves it's and kind of... It's scaling really, sprites is what it is. Is that what that the, is? The, yeah, these are scaling sprites. The neat thing, that this thing, this game has a neat trick because when you're in the tunnel, you can actually go to the left or the right. Yeah. And it actually moves, it moves the whole cave. The perspective shifts. Kind of neat. Mm -hmm. You know, your guy looks mm -hmm. pretty cool. He's got on... Uh, he looks like a SWAT guy. He looks like he's wearing a Texas cool guy belt buckle in the rear. Backwards. You know? It's the rarely seen reverse <laughs> belt buckle. It was the style of the time in, 20, in, in, in 2003. Yeah. And so uh, when you move the joystick without hitting the button, you go, you walk around. Okay? Now, and you can sort of like, you can go left, mm -hmm. you can go right, or you can stay in the middle, but you can't sort of like go. Those are your choices, and you can go forward or, or There's kind of backward. A, you don't have fine control. Right, because it's sort of like, it's almost like rail. Yeah. It's sort of like a bunch of rail. Mm -hmm. As you go through the caves, uh, you're going to come across adversaries, and the adversaries will take several forms. Uh, most often, you will see, like, Operation Wolf-style dudes who mm -hmm. just descend from the ceiling or run out from the side. Yeah. And, and, like, sometimes there's one... 
Sometimes there's like seven. Mm-hmm. It could be any number. And in these guys, these guys acrobat their way onto the scene. They'll flip. They'll fall. They prat fall onto the scene, and it's just like they're waiting. <laughs> their, their sole purpose in life is to jump in front of you so you can mow them down. But I'd like say the guys in operation. Well, these guys are like triple deadly, right? Even early on, mm-hmm. like so. One thing you're gonna learn right away is like this game is insanely hard. There's a bunch of reasons. I want to get your take on this, but the way you fire your weapon in this. Well, if you're using just your main loadout weapon, okay, the guy, the thing your guy carries around, you hold the button, and when you hold the button, you're in shoot mode, mm-hmm. and then you can move the joystick back and forth and up and down, and he strafes basically, right? Uh, and you'll do that a lot because guys are coming from all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to the difficulty of this, how did you feel about the control setup on this boat? Bad. <laughs> I felt bad about it. <laughs> this is this game does not control well. Uh, when you play a shooter, the thing that made Operation Wolf great yeah. was that you had the ability to move your reticule around the entire screen at an instant. Yeah, you know you were mounted to that gun and you could swing it around and you could go wherever you want to on the screen. In this game, you don't have an aiming reticule. You basically are aiming in a general direction with your gun, and once you hold down the fire button, you can swing your gun wildly around. You have to. Yeah. Like an idiot. Yeah. There's no way to aim with any sort of degree of uh, consistency. You basically just kind of have to push the joystick in the general direction of whatever you're trying to shoot for and hope that it connects. You know what bothers me about this is, it's like... And the act of mowing down suckers is fun. It's joyous. The mm-hmm. problem is you get killed too quick. Right. If you could kill a lot of suckers and not die, it would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's neat to like just unleash. But the, you're right. The interface for uh, p- playing the game, it's not the best. It's it's sort of logy. You sort of log through. And uh, unfortunately, your guy just sort of trots. The other guys, like you said, it's like they came from the circuit. <laughs> Yeah. You know, they're flipping in. It's like the flying death machines. They're like, woo hoo woo and, and the thing is, what can be just as annoying is just if one guy shows up in the middle of the screen and mm-hmm. you're trying desperately to shoot him and you just can't for yeah. some reason. And he just goes, pow, 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 and just kills you. It happens all the time. Other, other things that are annoying about the controls are that this is another one of these example games where it's a combination joystick-keyboard affair. Yeah, it is. And so you have to, in certain places of the game have to take your hands off the joystick and by which the fire button as well and type in a command like M1 M1, to launch a missile. Yeah. Yeah. And you just don't have time because you're being fired upon at the same time. The game's designers did not think this through. They had a great idea in their minds. They were like, we're going to combine, like you said, like a Neuromancer type computer console with a shooter, a joystick controlled shooter, and people are going to love it. Well, it, it didn't work. I don't hate this game. Okay? And I know, I know from the first thing you sent me about the game, you were not, you were, you were not off with a shot on this no, game. No. So I ran out of the game, I was like, oh man, this must be a stinker. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It, they, the, what they came up with is not the best. And what's funny is, when you need missiles, for example, uh, I, what I would do is, like, I would wait till there were no flying Yolanda sisters and brothers jumping out of the sky, mm-hmm. and we just complete with the caves calm. Mm-hmm. I would type in M1, and I'd start walking. Then just be ready. And, I would be, and the funny thing, <laughs> inevitably, I would get to the point where it was time to shoot the missile. I'd either get killed, or I'd hit the button and say, out of missile. It happened <laughs> so many times. I'd be like, no! Something else. If these guys hit you with a grenade... 
Good luck. Yeah. Because I died every time. And there's no way to dodge. There's no dodge button in this but game. But you could sort of go to the left or the right, but I don't know how effective that is. It's not. How effective is it in real life when you get hit with a grenade? <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, the, but when the bad guys, when 30 bad guys come out and one of them just has a lob or grenade at you, it's irritating. You've mowed down everyone else. Something else, when you get killed in this, it's it yeah, backs you up. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so you go through the same sections over and over. I played this game a half a dozen, no, I probably more than that, a dozen times before I got any of my group to any goal before they were all dead. Mm -hmm. You know, like a door or a console or something like right. that. Here's the thing. They could have made this game a lot better. It's like a lot of games. It's like a lot of games. Nice appraisal, Boat. <laughs> the, the, the bones of this game, as you're wont to say, yeah. are all there. The concept is cool, okay? Yeah. You got to infiltrate a drug cave, okay? Who doesn't want to do that, hey, okay? Or no, run one, either way. Number two, you get an awesome weapons loadout, okay? Yeah. So you're you're heavily armed. It's like war dogs. Remember that? The yeah. weapons in that? like 400 <laughs> weapons. Yeah. The people walking there to get murdered. Right. Number three... You've got, you know, you're, you've got a unique perspective, especially for the year. You know, I think this was first released in something like 89 and came to the Amiga in 91, something like that. Anyway, it's an old game. And there weren't a lot of games that had this kind of perspective, especially home computer games. Yeah. So when you walk through the tunnels, that's a cool look. Okay. Yeah, there's, I agree. There's three things that they should have done to make this game better. Number one is mapped all of the combat controls to the joystick. Somehow. Okay. The thing is, well, it can be done. It We've can be done, it done because the down button does nothing in this game. Okay, so they could have you could have selected your weapon with the down button and hit the fire button to fire. Okay, number two, they should have drastically reduced the number of enemies, and number three, they should have given you a life bar because I could never tell. Could you tell you when you were about have, to die? You Where is your of, life bar located well, on the screen? So here, hold on a second now. I'm not going to put it over like it's a great life bar. Okay, because okay? I did, I couldn't find. I had it. a strategy. Okay, for the life. Okay. Okay. So the life bar gimmick is up in the upper, at least the upper left hand part of the screen. There's a, there's a little deal up there that gives you an idea of how much life you've got. But what I would do is, and I wasted so many of these. It's like any time I got shot at all, I hit the old M. I think it was the medical up, so it would give you to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. I go through them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, does this give you? First of all, it doesn't matter because when they've got grenades, you just get instantly killed. Right. All right. So it, the, the life bar's pointless when you can just get insta murdered. There's a thing. Okay, do you, if you we're looking, see where it says life underneath the I picture see that. right there. There's a, some those little dots. See the little dots there. It's hard to see. That goes down. That, I'm okay, just, I'm okay. just telling you, it's tell, not good. That's why I'm not, not going to defend it here. Now, other things that would have been great, you do get a compass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can you believe they used the compass now <laughs> in 2003, the distant future? That's the best we got? You know, normally in, a, in the far-flung future, you'd think they would have thought that there would be some sort of mapping system. Yes. But there's not. You get a compass. The compass doesn't tell you anything because you don't know where you're going. There's not like a, you never at any time see a map that well, is you, useful. At the beginning of the game, you see a map of the island, there right? There is a map in the game on the enemy consoles. Okay. But you have to find one that has the map feature. Okay. I never found it. Yeah, now I know that the I know the enemy consoles exist. I saw it on a playthrough, <laughs> and I do like the one of the things that I think is cool about the game is that you hack into the enemy console. You yeah. can disable various security yeah. devices and yeah. stuff. That's all great. Yeah, you know, you always love that. 
I would have liked to have seen more enemy consoles. Uh, you know, you've got to give the player, it's the same old story. You got to give the player something at the, yeah. when you start out. And all this game gives you is just death over and over and over again. You know what? Just, I'm watching this guy play on this as we're, as we're talking here. And a grenade went right off. You can tell he's cheating. Oh, yeah. Because the grenade went right off in his speech. Like, kept on <laughs> just dropping. kept on going. Trust me. You look at this game, if you're watching this play, you're thinking, yourself, oh, this looks pretty easy. I'm wrong. Now, this game is two stages long. Okay, the first stage you fight guys in camo. Yeah. The second stage you fight guys that look like Burt Reynolds. Well, okay, yeah. they have pump action shotguns. Uh, drug guys. Yeah, exactly. And so at the end of the second stage, you reach the end, you blow up the thing, and then the console says, game over. Congratulations. Yeah, That's well, the end. Guess what? I've what? got inside scoops on oh, that Oh, okay, Here man. comes Aaron, all crazy Aaron. So I'm looking at the YouTube video for this and look underneath it and guess who chimes in carlos galucci chimes in okay he says and i'm going to read this this is a comment he made under the video he says thanks for the comments in the early 90s all the available memory in the amiga was half megabytes all graphics animation sounds and the program itself should fit with half megabyte memory no memory space was available to make a better end of the game so we made a dull final scene. Listen, that is crapola. Take it up with Carlos Galucci. That is Galucci. crapola, because guess what? There's tons of NES games that fit on 4K Listen, that have an ending screen. But did you see the quality of this game? I, I did, so I did, also, I saw it. Something else uh, Carlos mentioned, someone asked if what came first, the Amiga or the Atari ST version, because some people thought this was port of the Atari ST. Get this, Car again from Carlos Galucci, uh, the Amiga and the Atari ST were developed sharing the same source code. We designed an, a hardware abstraction layer, so most of the code could be used on different hardware as long as it had the same microprocessor. Mm -hmm. The code was written as simple to tested, sometimes on an Amiga and sometimes on an Atari. So there you go. This actually was developed on t both systems well, simultaneously. And this is your classic example of people that spend more time contemplating how to get this on as many machines as possible than actually making a good game. I will say one. It's there, the European way. There was a there was a boat disciple in this chat. I had to write him down because <laughs> after he after he wrote that about the memory, the guy said, "I bet if you had a, a mega ram, you could have even had the guy turn corners." <laughs> I had to laugh at that one. So yeah. But listen, let's, so let's just get back to the, the nuts and bolts here. <clears throat> Could this have been better? Yes. Could they have made uh, the interface for weapons better? Yes. But what they've got here is is okay. No. It, no, hold on. I'm not let me finish. Okay. It's the the bones are here. Here's another one of my the bones are strong in right. this one. The graphics of this look good. Yes. Your guy looks cool. Yes. The machine gun is satisfying. Mm -hmm. The most suckers down. Mm -hmm. The console is interesting. Yeah. Okay. The console shouldn't be something you need to fire big weapons. I agree. Just give me the space bar or something. Yeah. Anything. And also, you they they need to have there needs to be a little bit more too. There's not you you could switch between groups. Mm -hmm. So when you're the funny thing is when five of your members die, you go to group two. Right. Then you can get all those guys killed, you mm -hmm. move to group three. The problem is, uh, if, if you complete objectives with a group, mm -hmm. there's sort of a cloud. Like I was like you're right there, you only really have there's they give you choices occasionally, but you don't know where you're going. Right. And that's the game. Yeah. You search around these caves. Sometimes you'll run into guys, sometimes you'll run into automated guns that come out of the ceiling, sometimes you'll run into jeeps, sometimes you run into tanks. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so occasionally and here's the stuff thing. in there. I don't need I don't need a full on map in this game. What I would like to have is a sort of fog of war enabled thing where you press the M key, you can see all three groups of guys. Yeah. And you can see as they move towards each other, they're like, oh man, maybe we can join forces and do something cool. They should have cool stuff happens when the the two groups of guys meet. Probably half meg memory. They can, they can only do so much. They, they can only do so and much also, with half a mega memory. Do you think was that stuff um was that happening in games in 90, in 89, 89, 90, 91, where the Fog of War map thing? I don't know. Have you played Rogue before? I never heard of it. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, that would have been nice. But uh, the game's okay. The one thing I did learn this week is after I played it 200 times, I could get further. Okay. But could you? I could. I swear to God, I could. But I mean, where, what? When you say you got further, I could get past doors. I could get the points where I interface with the computer. But did, did you could, feel? Did you feel like you were making progress in the game? At I all? felt like I was learning how to game the system as best I could. How about that? Okay. Lots of healing. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I was burning my bridges because mm-hmm. there was no way I was going to finish this game. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see as much as I could because I didn't have a cheat. So I went through and, and saw as much as I could with what I had. Did I get to shoot missiles at doors? Yes. Did I get to see a tank? Yes. I get to see some of this stuff. I never beat the game. All right. I never beat the. I don't think anybody's beat this game before. You know, also the cheating guy beat yeah, it. Yeah, except for AVG. But I mean, could you? Is this a game you could sit around and play and get better at? I don't know. Maybe. Would you want to? I don't know. Kinda. I don't know. You know, another if the game would have given you any sort of checkpoints along the way, too. I mean, there are there are two stages. There's stage yeah. one and stage two. Because, like, you could play this game for a million years, and, I mean, maybe you could feel like you're getting further, but there's no way of knowing if you're actually getting any closer to well, the end of the game. Well, once you blow up a door, you're, you're past everything so b- that's, before that's the door. So that's sort of like the checkpoints in the game. Yeah, but, I saying. mean, you're you're well in at that point mm-hmm. and when you get do the door. It's a mixed bag. I mean, I, I could not, if someone said, listen, do you recommend this game? You know, Ebert, I'd be like, you know, thumbs down. Mm-hmm. I don't. But it, it's kind of interesting. It, it is. It looks it's good. kind of interesting. You know, and I will say the magazines sort of mirror our thoughts on this thing, Bo, because they're, the ratings were not the best. Mm-hmm. Lemon gave this a 5.52. Pretty low. Yeah. Uh, the other magazines, the like the ratings go from all the way down to like a twenty-three Amiga Joker again. Amiga Joker for the win. They will not tolerate your crap game. That's right. Uh, and that goes all the way up to the highest rating I saw from anyone was Amiga. I actually give it an eighty-two. Mm. I looked at a lot of these reviews. It's funny when you get some of these games get a real bad review. And then when I are rating, and then when I read the article, they're not that. They're like, oh, this is kind of cool. And well, again, I think it's just because we have a skewed notion <laughs> of we have our American grading system. Yeah. Where like in a, in England, in a lot of places, like fifty is an average score. Yeah. And so we, I guess so. Yeah. So, but for me, it's not right. Uh, it, exactly. So, but it, like the magazine articles were fair. They were sort of late, sort of filling a lot of the whole we said. They didn't like the fire stuff with the console. They thought the guy was sluggish. They thought the game was way too hard. That was something they all agreed on. They thought it was just a too hard game. Did we get any Discord action? On we this? did. We got a couple of reviews this week. Our first comes from fresh off the fresh off the plane, Graham W. Vebke. <laughs> He's been world traveling. Yeah, he had to go bust up some narcos out in France. That's right. Uh, he says, "Sadly, another <laughs> another start. episode of Amigos. Oh no! <laughs> Sadly, Graham. another 3D type game with some good ideas that doesn't run well on Amiga hardware, yet seemed to run better on the ZX 128K version, which I also briefly attempted." There are Atari ST and PC versions, which I didn't try. 
It looks like the art is not scaled and all it is is bitmaps, which is an interesting idea. The interface is a bit messy and you lose half the screen to it. Gameplay was sluggish and I didn't get very far and unfortunately I didn't really want to keep going either. The co computer console part of the game seems important to know as well, but I didn't delve into this too much and perhaps that is to my detriment. The menu music was a weird shuffle type song with stabs, which got annoying quickly, and no in-game music either. No. In-game sounds are just a few samples played and the dying groan gets boring fast. Overall, 5 out of 10. Do you think he liked it? Is that a good 5 out of 10 or a bad 5 I'd out of 10? say that's a bad one. That's a bad one. <laughs> Pajaco6502 writes, At first sight, you think, hey, this is cool. <laughs> and then after a few plays, you realize that it is decidedly not cool. Aww. Conceptually, this is a pretty good idea, but it's dull to play, impossibly difficult, and the controls, while an interesting attempt at single-button joystick play, do not hold up. You can only aim while you are firing, which means you have to waste ammo to aim, and you can't move while you are firing, meaning you are a standing target. Moving while a firefight is happening just means you die quicker, and you do die, a lot. And on top of that, the game is slow and plodding, and your characters move like they have a broken ankle, and it's all plod, plod, enemies appear out of nowhere, boom, boom, dead again, and repeat. <laughs> Wow. This could easily have been an Operation Wolf-style game with a mouse cursor where the player character automatically walks and you aim with a crosshair. Audio is okay, nothing stellar, but serviceable. Graphics look great, but animations are clunky. Again, not super awful. I've played far worse, but this one doesn't make the grade. 5 out of 10. Kind of a burial yeah. boat. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did eBay this thing. I looked it mm. up. I, I swear to you, I thought I owned this. I'm not lying. <laughs> I wish I did because uh, someone was asking complete in box the slim trim sum of 288 US dollars. Don't worry though, he'll take the best offer. Uh, I did see uh, the budget version of this sold for 11 bucks. And if you're interested in getting this on another uh, platform, the PC version's 25 bucks, looks the same. You can always just uh, ink over the PC thing on the side, put Amiga in yeah. there. That's the way the cool <laughs> guys do it. Overall, boat, eh, that's really all you can say. You know, it was okay. A, you didn't like it that much, did you? No. Worse than okay. Well, at least when you say something, you hate something, you're wearing an outfit like you are, it hits home. So, do better, Spain. Welcome to Retro Rewind. I'm your host, British Jones. Whether you enter the Amiga, Commodore 64, or Tiger Floral Print Speedsuits, Retro Rewind has all you need from the friendly hosers of the Great White North. Looking to upgrade your Amiga? Check out the Amiga OS 3.2.2 Kickstart ROM for just $18. Or maybe you need a C64 or C128 diagnostic harness. Grab one while they're hot. Don't miss our bestsellers like the 1541 Transit Card for just $1. Or the incredible Amiga Coin Cell Battery Adapter. Shop now at Retro Rewind Limited and bring your classic computers back to life. Retro Rewind Limited. Frank's the man. You know, Aaron, we got a lot of Amiga news this week. A lot of good quality uh, gaming news. Our first story, as always, as mostly, comes from uh, our buddy Neil over at Indie Retro News. Castlevania, Aaron, one of the most oft- 
uh, uh, duplicated and uh, you know homaged games out there. Uh, of course, we we all know about Castlevania Spectral Interlude on the ZX Spectrum. We but do, <laughs> of course. What's it called? <laughs> Castlevania Spectral Interlude. You're kidding me. No. What a cool name. Yeah. What does that mean? It sounds sort of sexy. Well, hey, it's a Castlevania what? game. What does that mean? <laughs> so there is a new Amiga Castlevania coming out. This is Castlevania AGA, Aaron. There oh, is, boy. Your uh, favorite. This is a, uh, this is a uh, demo exclusive to the Amiga. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is basically what they've done is this is not a port of the Sharp X68000 yeah. or uh, the, the PlayStation version of the game. It, this is this kind of fr- from the ground up um, a remake of the 1987 original game, which I believe was on the MSX, uh, but it has visuals inspired by uh, the PlayStation 1 remake Castlevania Chronicles. This looks really, really good. Um, it's another example yeah. of you know what could be possible given you know unlimited time and uh, and resources plus all of the tricks all the standing on the shoulders of giants that today's programmers do. Oh, what are you burying them for? Listen, I'm just saying that they're not they're not very good. Oh, they are too. They, so this is uh, I you know I'm looking forward to playing this. I am not a huge Castlevania guy, especially the old school Castlevania games before Symphony of the Night because they're so hard, but. Uh, I am all about more and more Nintendo Classics making their way to a platform that has uh, a strikingly few good games. Let me ask you: Do you re- do you recall when we played the Amiga version of Castlevania? I do. You remember how horrible that was? Horrendous. Horrible. Horrendous. So yeah, this is this looks a lot better to me, Boat. Absolutely. So anyway, check that out. That's over on uh, Indie Retro News. Our next story, Aaron, is all about a game called Agon Man. You know, Agon Man. I don't know, Boat. Well, Aaron, this is a game that is uh it's 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 a it's a pun, Aaron, because okay. you know, of course, agony, right? Yeah. The owl. I don't you, get it. Well, you know, this is a guy that uses a shield. He tosses it like Captain America, and the yeah. shield has the owl's face on it. Okay. The owl's face from agony. Oh. That's right. Are you right. kidding me or did you just make that up? No, it's true. That- it does now, have the owl in it. Look, there yeah. he is. Did you think I was lying? I, well, I mean, that sounds like a suspicious <laughs> tale. I'll be honest with you. Now, You're going to base a game on that? This game has all of the performance you'd expect from the Red Pill engine. Oh, are you burying the game? It's not finished yet, is it? Aaron, look at this thing. It looks okay. Look at the backgrounds. It's got multi-layered scrolling. It does. The parallax is strong. The speed. The guy looks cool. Does he? Yeah, he's running. I don't like that, the way his face looks like. He looks a lot like, like when I run. That's a really big stride. You kind of, I'm going to start calling you Agon Man. Uh, that'd be okay. Uh, this will run on uh, an O20 with a 2 mega RAM. Although, because this is a red pill game, the faster your machine goes, the better this thing performs. Yeah. Look at the webs. Um, I think you're being overly... Uh, I mean, this is, looks fine to me. Do you think good. I'm killing this game unnecessarily? Yes. Maybe I'm wrong. I might come around. Listen, Agon Man, I'm willing to give you a chance. Look at all these fists down at the bottom. Is that what that... Oh, this might be Extra Man. I thought they were fists. Listen, you were just going on about the graphics. You should probably quit while you're ahead. It looks good. Look at all this stuff it's got. AGA, Parallel, and OCS scrolling. It says there's less blind jumps in this version, too. So I'm all about that. Yeah. All right, Aaron. That was Agon Man. That looks, that looks fine to me. I think that's dandy. We're going to come up on a story that's very dandy for both of us. It is? 
Okay. Warriors, spelled extra cool guy yeah, style. That's double cool. This is a oh. uh, uh, an Amiga remake of the game Wizard of War. Are you a big fan of the Wiz, Aaron? Oh, yeah, I like the Wiz. Yeah. So Man, That is as cool guy as you could get, but also <laughs> dumb guy. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine line between clever yeah, and is. stupid. Uh, so this is uh, Warrior, or I'm sorry, Wizard of War, aka Warriors. This is an alpha version that is now downloadable. You can pick this up from Second Moon's Twitch page. He'd love it if you'd give it a try. And of course, we always are in favor of more classic arcade titles coming to the Commodore Amiga. I'll, I'm a, you know, I own this briefly, mm. the original Wizard of War. We, I got it for seventy five bucks. But then the Brent demanded we sell it for big money. But I, and I listened to him. Right there, that was dumb. But I like money. Yeah. So, but yeah, I love Wisdom War. I wish I'd kept it. Yeah. Would would be great to have in the arcade. Now, but... what are you going to do? And finally, Aaron, Chris Edwards is large and in Chris charge. Chris Edwards looking good. Yeah. He knows how to wheel in the viewers with that thumbnail. <laughs> Tell us about what's going on with Pi Miga, Aaron. Well, uh, I know Chris popped into our Discord jubilant, full of jubilance. Uh, to mention that he's got, he's been working on this. He's got some network action going here, both, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. And he's been working on uh, the uh, the Pymega thing. You know, Chris Edwards does a uh, a series of amusing yet uh, educational fix 'em up videos. I mean, he's been doing it for years now, and uh, he gets people to send him crap from all over the world. He does the job for free. It's madness. Mm-hmm. He's a madman, and in his spare time. What Lily has, he works on this Pi Amiga, which is the ultimate like Raspberry Pi rendition of the Amiga. Right. It's, 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 last year's was awesome. I've got it in there. Everyone's got it that uses the, the Amiga on there. New version is being worked on, and he's made some breakthroughs. He's And he's gotten the network uh, situation all jacked up and ready to go. Uh, I don't know. Chris was in the chat. If he's still here, I don't know if he's got a release date on this uh, yet. This, of course, this is still uh, he's still working on this. Uh, but uh, uh, this is something that probably I assume will be coming out in the next couple months. Uh, so if you're if you're a guy who has uh, a, a Raspberry Pi and you're looking to put Amiga on it, I mean, I can't think of another setup that's better. Well, Chris, Chris way. is in the chat. He says that not only will this work, will Pi Amiga work on the Pi. It also will run on any PC. Yeah. And the target release date is Christmas. There you go. Thank you, Bo. Good eye. So uh, if this is your bag, you know, really, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, like, simulated Amiga action, you've really got a, 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 you got a wide variety of choices. You've got your Pi Amiga for your Pi stuff. Uh, if you're one of the people that have the uh, A500 Mini, you've, you've, you've got the Amiga Mini, and then... Pi Amiga and Amiga Mini both work on a PC. Plus, there's always the old standby Amiga Forever, which right. is another turnkey solution right. for Amiga. So we're got we're a lot spoiled of, for choice these days. And the thing is, I've used all of them. Like I've used most of these in the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we're leaving out tons of other great ones. We used stuff back in the day. What's the one you use? FSUAE. That still use that all the time. One. Yeah. So it's funny because when we started doing this, like. Amiga emulation was not that good. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying. It, and was, it, like, it was tough to get a system up and going. It I always was tough. think about our stunt car racer look where you feel like you were stunned that it didn't look like garbage and glitch. <laughs> like, oh, right. yeah, your, your version's jacked up, boat. <laughs> so that, I'll never forget that. But yeah, we, we are uh, we're very, very lucky. But Pi Amiga, keep an eye on it. It's going to have Amiga Live built in. So mm-hmm. that should be a lot of fun 
uh, and uh, very useful. So thanks, Chris, for keeping that ball rolling. Again, I don't know how he does it, to be honest with you. I barely have time to do anything. I don't know how he does it, but there you go, Boat. That's about all we got, uh, Boat, here in that department. All right. Well, anything worth talking about on YouTube this week? Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think we should mention, I mean, now the holiday's over, but if you're into it, uh, we did do, and Boat was there. He was in the whole time. Good for you, by the way, Boat, for conversations from the dark side uh, this last, the last one of the year. Uh, boy, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it, Boat? It uh, was. Getting there with Jack Flack. Uh, uh, we had a good time. That's available uh, on both our uh, platforms, the on Stream Team and Amigas in the live area. Um, I think we've got a uh, um, uh, a fun stream coming up tonight that'll be released by, probably by the time you see this, which is uh, my look at uh, the games of Edgar Vigdahl. Uh, well, actually, I put a lot of work into getting some uh, more obscure stuff. They'll probably release that on the main channel mm -hmm. in the next coming week or so. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, we've had a good run. Uh, oh, we should also mention that me and Brent uh, have uh, R. Sinclair coming up this week and an ARG that just came out. So we've, there's a lot of stuff to watch. Yeah. All right, Aaron, what we got coming up next week on Amigos? God only knows, Boat. <laughs> Let's find out. The man, the myth. It's myth. What do you know about myth? Nothing. Cool name. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I thought we played myth. It's but... one of those games that could be anything. Yeah, yeah. The 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 box art looks cool. I don't even know if this is popular. I don't know. I don't know uh, uh, anything about it. It's a lot like what we just played. So yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. Fingers crossed, both. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks as always for watching. Uh, if you would like to support us, Patreon.com/slash/AmigosPodcast. We will see you next week. And until then, adios. adios. This is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Patreon supporters help choose the games we play, receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash amigos podcast if you'd like to support the show and join our community.